I'm Dante Centauri, and I love to talk about insects. I'm Mia Centauri, and I also love to talk about insects. So we'll be talking about insects together on Insect View. You know, I was thinking, we literally, we literally just ate uh, the, the, the Grimace meal, you know, the great Grimace meal. Yeah. And I, I've been a bit wondering... Oh, is, the, is the show on or not? Actually, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's on. Oh, okay. Talk about the Grimace meal. I was, I was wondering <laughs> what sort of insect would parasitize Grimace. I mean, got, he's a bit, he's shaped a bit like an aphid. I mean, well, he's a mammal, so probably like, mm, I mean, probably like a, some kind of botfly mm. would probably go for him, like, something like that. Some other fur, so maybe like, yeah. some sort of like, flea. Yeah, fur. oh yeah, he probably, he definitely could get fleas. Mm. I mean, I don't know what his like, canon texture is, I don't know if there's like, a texture directory. It's like shag. Yeah, well, that, like that's, shag. well, in the, um, in the, like, a suit he is, but... Mm. Is that, like, official, or is that just out of necessity? I think this is, there's a lot of important questions that we have to answer mm. so we can properly protect him. I don't know. I, yeah, I was just thinking about it. He looks a lot like... He's, physically, he looks like those aphids that little wasps lay their eggs in, you know? Yeah. I mean, he could be. He could be full of wasps. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know who, who's been hyper-parasitoid in a river. Yeah. You, you know, the, the true secret behind the Grimace birthday meal is that it's full of wasps. Yeah. No, we, we should know. We just got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only had like a couple sips of that shake, and it's. I think it's already messing with me. Yeah, the changes have begun. Yeah. <laughs> the next level. It's of like humanity. you know how wasps have that, um, like parasitoid wasps sometimes have that, that virus that they like inject into caterpillars to make it so their uh, immune systems don't work as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's basically what the grimace shake yeah. is. I feel like it's being slowly paral- paralyzed, so grimace can drag me into his lair <laughs> and, and lay eggs, lays on, eggs me. on me. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> he mm-hmm. the parasite or is he the? Well, maybe he's like a hyper-parasitoid. Yeah. 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 What, what hyper-parasitoid does not Well, parasites yeah. can have parasites thrown. No, I'm saying he's got like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got like mm-hmm. parasites on the parasite, which is grimace. What a wild world yeah. we live in. It's, this is all true. This is yeah. literally all real, by this the way. Real. Yeah. So We're officially... I hope employed, you're okay with that. We're all officially employed McDonald's lore yeah. masters. And everything we say can be taken as fact. Yeah. And we can be sued. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. No. Yeah, it's not true. We have two tales. We have two tales for you today. Yeah. Of entomologists of yore. The entomologists that have probably been relatively forgotten, at least in the public eye. But yeah. are, 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 they're worth remembering, for one reason or another. Yeah, well, I think, I, I feel like there's not a lot of famous entomologists, really, to begin with. Yeah, like, but... Charles Darwin is the one I can think of. Yeah, but people don't think of him as an entomologist. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. really an entomologist. I mean, he was like, a naturalist, and he yeah, liked bugs. Yeah, he liked bugs, but, you know? yeah. I mean, I guess like E.O. Wilson. E.O. Wilson, I guess, but, but that's like that's also that's like he, e. yeah, Wilson. that's already in the realm of like you already get into like the, nerd I think territory. It's Schmidt, like the, like the Schmidt painting that's maybe yeah. That's probably the most yeah. I guess you're right. Way. That probably is yeah. I'd say that mm-hmm. that probably is the most. But, but yeah, there's not a lot. So so the way we're gonna do this is so Dante has the stories that he researched and I haven't looked at them yet. So it's if you've ever listened to the Dollop, um, it's a good podcast. And the way it works is that one of the people will read out a story and the other person doesn't know what's happening and they just, like, listen to it. Uh, and so that's what we're kind of going to do here. Yeah. We're, uh, we're so. emulating their format, uh, yeah, except, just, ne- except neither one of us are comedians or what Yeah, so it's probably going to be a lot less funny and interesting. Yeah, so I'm, if you want, like, a more funny and interesting version of what we're going to do here, just listen to the yeah, dollop but, but if you want people to say people here... But with people, still to the end, please. Yeah. <laughs> we need those <laughs> metrics. If you want, you want people to say the word taxonomy and clade, though, like... This is where you're going to get Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could also just, like, go into your bathroom and look in the mirror and say the word taxonomy. Yeah, but that's weird. Yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. And if you do it, you're weird. Yeah, <laughs> you're a freak. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So number one, uh, Pierre Andre Luttrell. Yeah, Pierre was born uh, in Brevet, France, on November 9th, uh, 1762. His mother's identity is unknown, although his father was is known to be a Jean John Joseph Sangue de Armazé, uh, who was a pretty well-to-do Frenchman. Uh, mm-hmm. He never actually recognized Pierre as his son, but he always Dang. provided him financial support. So like this is just like this weird boy who comes by my house and I yeah. feed him. Well, like, I, I think it was like this is this is my son. That I have a mistress, but I can't. Oh, okay. Then you know, yeah. I'm just not going to say it in public because yeah. you know, he paid for his university and got him a basic education. No, I just love. I like this kid. Yeah, this little freak <laughs> rolled up in the estate one day, and I thought he was funny. Yeah, I kept him around. He's like a dog. He's covered with dirt. Yeah. And <laughs> I took pity, but and then Latrell, he received his master's of art from Paris University in 1780, mm-hmm. as one does. Uh, and then he entered the seminary, as any naturalist worth their salt at this yeah, point in time appears to have done, yeah. and became a deacon in 1786. Yeah. But then it looks like he never actually worked as a minister, or he didn't do it for very long. He pretty quickly uh, ditched that to pivot and just focus on entomology. It was like but, a side quest. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a little bit of the church thing, and he was like, ugh, you know, yeah. and then he just quit. And I, I guess he just lived off the income his father set up for him and, and did did bug stuff. What a know? life. What a what a blessed life that is. Yeah. <laughs> just, that is truly... You have you, a rich dad, and you just like, it's like, Dad, I'm going to go look at bugs. And he's like, all right, son, yeah. <laughs> I'll pay for all of it. Yeah. <laughs> After all, I have $10 million saved up from whatever shady stuff they did back then. (laughs) And it's it's thought that he may have kind of like caught the bug uh, for natural history from his visits and stays when he was in Paris, when he went to Paris. And there he explored the Jardin de Roy, which is a a huge botanical garden um, that was also, uh, like Buffon was known to be around the Jardin de Roy. Buffon was like an early kind of like evolutionary theorist, you know, a big like French naturalist. And he also probably made an acquaintance of Lamarck at this time, which is another pretty big name to have in your back pocket, yeah. I guess. And then, unfortunately for Luttrell, his shift into doing just entomology and living out the income of his wealthy father... Is something going to happen to his dad? No, it just didn't really... <laughs> it coincided very fortunately with the turmoil, you know, in France, where... And this is... I, this oh, is, yeah, that's right. That was around that yeah, time, yeah, wasn't that, it? <laughs> that was a, a yeah. bad time to do I don't exactly think, what he yeah, did. Yeah, it's not a good time to be, like, trouncing around the country being like, oh, I love looking at bugs. Thank you, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then... And you're like, yeah, where does he live, by yeah, the way? And this is a direct quote, quote from, like, a little paper about him. It's, Luttrell's education, partly, partly provincial and partly aristocratic, had made him a priest and, even worse, an entomologist <laughs> and a man of income. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did they really hate entomologists during the French Revolution? Uh, I think he was just rich, and he, like, fancied around, and, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, would you look at this butterfly? And I'm not totally sure if this is the French Revolution, but it's just part of, like, the nastiness surrounded that. Well, yeah, that was... It's generally those kinds of things aren't just over and done within a week. Yeah, it was a... And, like, also in this time in France, the government was trying to check the power of the church by having all these priests take... Oh, so, yeah, that's... A (laughs) civic oath. Yeah. And then about, like, swearing the priest to the government instead of, like, the pope or something. Yeah. And for whatever the reason, he didn't take Latrell didn't take it by the deadline. Like he either, probably just didn't care. I mean, it didn't f- seem like he cared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, either he forgot he was a priest or whatever. Yeah, he probably just forgot. He was yeah. like he was probably like like a week after. He's like, oh, wait, I, I totally forgot to do that. Yeah, he had like a, a bunch of bugs and someone's like, we taking the oath? W two form. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. But and then for whatever the reason, he didn't take it, and then he was thrown to prison. Uh, in 1793. He pro- yeah, he probably didn't know what was happening. He, was he threw like, him straight in the ah, dungeon. It's time to go for another day of looking at the butterfly. And then there's just like a bunch of like guards out there to like drag him to jail. Yeah. And he's like sitting there like, <laughs> oh, no. like a couple hours like, that's right, I'm oh, a priest. damn. Ah. It, it's still in my, it's in my letterbox right now. That was like right last now. week, yeah. <laughs> I forgot, I put it under a shelf. Yeah. Or something. But 
And during his prison stay, he was in the dungeons of Bordeaux awaiting a sentence. And he spots this beetle like, doo, 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 walking across the floor so of his prison cell. So he's just in prison. He's, he's just like... <laughs> Just like looking for bugs the entire time. Yeah, he, well, he was just chilling in prison, you know. Yeah, as one that's does. a very entomologist. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he sees a, a beetle running around, and yeah. like, like a good entomologist, he, he yeah, starts, of course, he yeah. starts crawling around and looking at <laughs> the prison cell. And then the prison doctor comes for a visit, and he's the prison doctor is surprised <laughs> to see a grown man crawling this, around the floor. <laughs> this I get this guy. Yeah, it's extremely hundred percent. It's very relatable. I could hang with him. Like, like not so long ago, I was staring in a mud puddle off the sidewalks. There were bees like carving the mud out. I was taking yeah. pictures of it. I looked like you know how many insane. times I've like stopped like in the middle of the sidewalk and like crashed down to look at bugs, and people like walk around me and they're like looking at, like yeah, like that's that's real. Yeah, that, that's it's, true. It's super real. Yeah, that's like <laughs> the realest thing I think I've ever heard in my life mm. yeah and then at Latrell he picks up the beetle and shows it to the doctor and he says it's a very rare beetle and the, do- the doctor is, is duly impressed with this and was and, he bullshitting him was he- <laughs> well, the, the doctor takes the beetle to the 15 year old naturalist uh Jean- why is there a 15 year old naturalist <laughs> in this prison like is he also in jail not, is he visiting he's not in the prison i guess the doctor just knew this kid so he just like stuffed it in his pocket like i have i know a guy he's gonna love i guess it. so the, the 15 year old naturalist john a 15 year old naturalist uh jean baptiste boring I, I could have called myself a naturalist when i was 15 yeah, <laughs> yeah and this this 15 year old i guess he was like a natural like like a bit of a phenom when he was young but he i, I looked at him he didn't do anything like Crazy natural stuff later on in his life. Yeah, well, it's so. part of, this, part of this, this beautiful tapestry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the, this kid actually already knew who Luttrell was because of his earlier publications oh. on Beatles. And what? This is a, this 15-year-old yeah. is also... I can hang with this kid. This, like, this, 15, <laughs> yeah. this 15-year-old was extremely connected because he arranged for Luttrell's release. What? <laughs> what? Who is this kid? What? Well, this child is John Baptiste Bourdieu de St. Vincent. <laughs> and you said there's, he didn't do anything else? He was just this crazy connected, like, well, like child? I, I didn't super research okay. him historically, but he didn't yeah. do anything, like, I'm so... Like, crazy. Yeah, like, you're getting sprung out of jail by someone who isn't even old enough to... Well... I mean, it's not like the head. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't have the same laws. That yeah, but were, I guess you this, know. this 15-year-old, like, got the beetle. He was like... Yeah, I was going to say he, old he, enough to drive, and I was like... He already knew not. who Latrell was. He was able to identify it as actually rare, and then he this, arranged I'm for his so, release I'm like from prison. I'm, fascinated by this kid now. Yeah. He's 15 years old. He's like, yeah, I read your publications, and he also has the authority to spring someone out of a prison. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and the beetle itself was a Necrobia rufocollis, oh, yeah. which is called a ham beetle, as it feeds on dead animals, dried or smoked meats. I guess that makes sense of being mm-hmm. like a prison. Yeah. You know, he's probably yeah. Like then, preserved. Yeah, and his release actually came right on time because all the other condemned men were dead within a month. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else <laughs> so who is, who is condemned. So entomology literally saves lives. Yeah, That's he found crazy. that rare beetle and it literally saved his life. I'm looking, I looked it up. It's pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an iridescent blue um, beetle and it has like kind of orange legs. Like That would definitely stand out probably mm-hmm. in like a dirt prison floor. Yeah. That's and then, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he saved was, his life. Yeah. He was released in prison in 19, in, uh, not 19, in 1795, uh, which is like two or three years after yeah. he was in prison. He kind of got bounced around after he was out of Bordeaux because he wasn't like on death row or anything anymore. Yeah. And then he gave up the priesthood. Uh, the article I wrote, I read this off it said for reasons unknown to us, but I can guess it's probably because it almost got him executed. Yeah. You know, you, you think at that point you'd, yeah, you'd right. hang up the frog. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't even like this anyways. Yeah. He did some teaching before moving back to his home province. And then he again focused back on entomology where he published a work kind of like a, a, a relatively important work of his called The Precise Generic Characteristics of Insects Arranged in Natural Order. And in this, he's the first to kind of start to make connections taxonomically between a, a lot of different genera and orders of insects. 
so he was kind of early on like because I believe this is this is after this is a bit after Linnea started oh, yeah. naming stuff, but it was still a little bit early into like and these insects actually putting like the tr- quote, quote, trees together. Yeah, yeah. But this this predates Darwin, so they didn't really have the tree yeah. yet. But they was he was kind of starting to starting to group things. taxonomically. Yeah. And this work, uh, like the, the book was the first one of the first to apply what is what is referred to as natural taxonomy. My understanding is that this is a method that doesn't really place importance on like one particular character. Yeah. Across taxa, it. It focuses more on characters that are considered naturally important. You know? Like how do you, like what does that mean? Uh, he Latrell. It seems pretty subjective. Like Latrell, he would focus on whatever characters he felt were important for determining taxons. So it'd be stuff like you'd be like, I feel like it's important that, like I don't know that that bees are fuzzy or something like that, and then be like, so all these fuzzy things are bees. Is that kind of what he's mm, going for? I'm not sh- totally sure. It, it kind of oh, it's it seems a little bit like what is done with like evolutionary taxonomy mm. i think where like there are some characters are weighted as more important yeah. you know because it's more connected to like the evolutionary history yeah so maybe it would be like for this beetle like like the jaws are a discerning characteristic between mm. between these species so we'll focus our taxonomy on the, uh, the jaws mm-hmm. you know and so this, that kind of, yeah I mean, that's like one of those things where, like that makes sense it, it, it makes it makes sense yeah. because it was like pretty early into the whole like yeah if you're, if you're start, i mean it's like a good place to start yeah so he wasn't <laughs> like, like we're doing legs or like we're yeah. doing maxillae or we're doing genitals he kind of did like like what seemed to be most important yeah. for each group yeah. you know and, and so this led to like a bottom-up method of developing taxa so species to genera genera family and so he's a lot he's, he's associated with a lot of families in genera but he, he less so like describing new species yeah like, he'll, he's like he sorted them yeah he, he seems yeah. like more of a classifier than a, a identifier when it comes to that yeah but this work got on the reputation that he deserved and also a position in the french national museum of history oh, nice where like the some of the so things worked out okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked out and he would like the intellectual giants were at the french national national museum at the time like lamarck was there qba was there Later on, he took a position at the French National Academy of Sciences, uh, where he continued his museum work and publications. But however, his health declined in the late 1820s, and while he continued to publish some works, and he was uh, he was awarded a position as the chair of articulate animals at the National Museum of History. Like, and, like, as in, like, articulate, as in, like, they're well-spoken? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chair of most animals. Yeah. But he also presided over the inaugural meeting of the Société Entomologique de France, which is one of the first entomological sciences, societies in the world, kind of. So it really goes to show, like, the respect his peers had for him as, yeah. like, an entomologist. So he really, at the time, like, he was... It seems like he was kind of regarded as, like, one of the yeah. well, top bet, entomologists yeah. in the area at the time. Like, I mean, people he saw literally him, like, was able to get out figurehead. of prison because of how good of an entomologist Yeah, on that alone, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love... I have to say, I mean, like, the, the him and that 15-year-old, I, like, and that's, those are two, I guess, like, heroes of that story, but the doctor... Who saw the rare, he was like, the guy was like, this is a rare beetle. And he was like, that's dope. I'm going to show it to this yeah. kid that I hang out with. Like, the doctor, the doctor for not throwing it behind his shoulder was a true hero. Yeah. yeah. But then. Not being uh, like, ah, you are clearly insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Latrell eventually, he passed away in 1833 in Paris. And aside from his, Latrell's tax and I want contributions, he was also one of the first to practice what are now kind of considered to be the established rules of zoological yeah. nomenclature. Such as, like, the principal priority, which is, like, the oldest name is the one you stick with. You know, you yeah. can't, like, keep replacing names. Um, and also, he was um, he was one of the first to start the idea of a type species for a genus. Mm-hmm. You know, not just a type species for, like, a, a, a single species. And that, yeah. that, that both those practices are still continued today. They're completely codified. And he also pushed, uh, more, he also pushed the field of morphology forward. He was behind the names and notions of the Chilicera, maxim, maxillary, labial palps 
Max LOPs, Hemilytra, Epistoma, Post Abdomen, Rostelin, Proboscis, blah, blah, blah. Oh. He, he did a lot of like like mouth stuff. For, he was cool. he was one of the people to kind of describe and name like like the mouth parts. That's interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also did some work, it seems like, in the fundamental parts of the thorax. Yeah. And he spent a lot of his time establishing homologies, too, between insects and arthropods, which, and this, like, I guess didn't really go in his time, but that would become really important later on, like, when it comes to, like, development of evolutionary theory. Yeah. You know, that, that sort of stuff comes back, and it's a big piece of kind of, like, proving evolution or sort of, sort of connection between different species. And also he was, this is a bit lesser, but he was earlier doctor of the idea of zoogeography, which is recognizing that, like, the landscape has something to do with the insects found there. Another thing that would pop up with yeah. later evolutionary theory, you know, yeah. you got Darwin's Islands, you know, uh, like, like the mussels he worked on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is, this is before there were any serious explanations for why it happened, but he was one of the early people to kind of start observing it and, yeah. like, like, noting it down. And it's because it's a it's a bit of a shame he's not more well remembered. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he was very influential. Yeah, because he was, like, it's probably because he was he was around in a time where it was very easy to be overshadowed. Like yeah, he I worked guess, at the yeah. French Museum when the trail and Cuvier was there. Yeah, that's, and those, that's tough to go up yeah. against, you know. So it, and then he was doing just specific entomology stuff when people are like geological theory, you know, yeah. like real like like archaeology and history and the stuff that makes the history books like first. Mm-hmm. So he kind of. He seems to fall a little bit back, but yeah, but yeah, because he really was like at the bleeding edge of entomology at that time, and he he did do a lot of stuff that it's still here, you know, that we still use, and like there's a reason his one of his students called him the prince of entomology, and also it just seemed like everyone liked him, you yeah. know, it seemed like he was very well liked. His students and peers seemed to appreciate him. Um, the 15 year old phenom uh, Jean Baptiste Boris de Saint Vincent also liked him because yeah. he well, knew I mean, him. He liked him. He's from <laughs> <out> of jail. <laughs> Mm. That's not something you do for people who don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has a beetle from Latrell in prison, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Commissioner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the story of Pierre yeah. Andre Latrell. Oh, that's uh, interesting. A, lesser, a seemingly lesser known, at least in the United States. Yeah. But. Yeah, but maybe, maybe in France. Yeah, maybe in France seems a bit yeah. more. A bit this kind of thing. It was like, you know, like around here, you'll see like a plaque that's like, oh, like Ohio history. Mm-hmm. It was probably something like, you know, when I was a child at home, just in France. It's like, this is the home of the famous entomologist, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, I actually, I stumbled upon this completely by accident because I, I think I saw a post on Twitter or something. Yeah. About this, about someone whose whose life got saved by, of looking at a beetle, and I was like, I have to look it up. Yeah. You know, I have to find it, and then yeah, I, found I gotta this, justify all the beetle yeah. looking I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then I found this whole story behind it, like, oh, like he, he didn't just do this one thing, you know, he was yeah. a serious guy. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did a lot of, like, stuff in entomology, and there's also a lot of stuff that you see that he worked on, like, and you know, like, oh, that, that's going to come back, you know, like, yeah. that's going to be this sort of stuff that Darwin Yeah, I mean, and, like, it's like Wallace the ideas gonna, that were already are gonna there. Are going to pull from, yeah, you know, in they, the future. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like we were saying before, like, you know, obviously, like, there's, there's the names in science that everyone knows. You know, it's like Darwin and stuff like that. But it's, you know, I feel like it kind of gets lost that it's like, it's not like they just popped up out of nowhere and were like, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like all science and discoveries like that build off of just countless, you know, like efforts of other people who mm-hmm. have been working in that field. And it's like yeah. looking at their, even the ideas that are wrong and just being able to like be like, oh, this is why this isn't correct. Like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's like. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing that gets lost a little bit sometimes when people talk about science, you know what I mean? Mm. The same thing would be like, it'd be like like a, a paper, and it's like, oh, well, they, these, this person discovered that... You see that a lot. People are like, this guy discovered that this is true, whatever. 
And it's like, I mean, probably wasn't working alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff like that. Mm. It's just it's, it's interesting to me how how useful you know stuff like that from like however many like hundreds of years ago is still useful. Yeah, today. it still holds like, up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. not in the way it, it is, like, it's, like, like new research, but just, like, the foundations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this will be, I think we'll try and make this into a slightly more regular series. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people like this. There are a lot of pure under the trails, you know, yeah. who are, are kind of, like... They just don't get the they were Yeah, they're important, yeah. but, like, they don't, so like, surface in history, but there are tons yeah. of people like that, and, like, interesting stories. Yeah, but, yeah, I think, I, I may have mentioned at the start that there were two stories, but uh, that was a, a pretty meaty one, so I think I'll be saving the second... For a rainy day, or perhaps yeah. the next episode, so... Yeah, but let us know if you think this is fun. I mean, like I said, it's not really our, like, bit. <laughs> we kind of, we did a little bit lift it. Uh, well, tell, telling it, there's only so much lift you do when it's tail. Like, yeah, I guess you know? that's true, yeah. <laughs> people um, have been doing this since, like, people were people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, but let us know if you like this format, if you thought it was fun, if you want to hear more stuff like it. Um, uh, you know, like, you can apply to us on Twitter, um, I don't think you can leave comments on Spotify or anything like that. So just mm-hmm. reply to us on Twitter if you liked it or not. Yeah, or Instagram. Or, yeah, or Instagram. Or mm-hmm. a mail, a letter to a house or a house or something yeah. like that. Slip a letter beneath the door. Yeah. Like just write, like scrawl something menacingly in like red marker on like the door mm-hmm. of my workplace or something like that. Yeah, if like you that. write our names and you throw them into the chimney, it'll find us like Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had fun. Yeah. Um, See you next time. Yeah, tune in, tune in next episode.